Hey, welcome to the Strengthen Podcast, where stronger leaders make stronger teams. Um, we just recently talked with our leadership team about uh, new people coming into teams and how we need to repeat what we already know. Um, and then we watched a clip from John Maxwell. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well... First, I want to say thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, this is a privilege we have, and and so thankful for uh, you being with us. Um, look, leadership is something you can never stop talking about, and uh, here, what happens is our church is growing, and there's more people coming in, more people coming in, and so as soon as you think you've said something enough, or you think a certain group of people understand what you're talking about, there's a new group that has come in. So there's a there's a huge demand to keep talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And so, um, so you can't ever say it too much. And when you, um, when you think you've said it too much, you probably are just getting to the place where you've repeated it enough. Uh, so yeah, we listened to a, um, a short clip by John Maxwell, his, uh, five levels of leadership teaching that he does. And that first level is very simplistic. It's, it's the positional authority. It's the, um, I'm your boss you're getting paid and the way you get paid is you do what I tell you to do. And so um, that's not the most effective way to lead people because uh, people, John Maxwell talks about the, the issue is people give you the least amount of energy, the least amount of effort, the least amount of um, quality in order to get the job done because they're, it's just do enough to get paid. And so here it, here at our church, we want to make sure that we're not operating that way. And actually, in a church, uh, it looks totally different because um, 90% of the people in a church are volunteers. We're not paying them anything. There's, there's, no, there's no physical um, payment for them coming in on their day off on a Sunday morning or throughout the week and volunteering. So, And you, and you talked about that. You asked the question, um, what are we actually asking of our volunteers? Yeah. And they came out with a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're asking them, take, take uh, somebody that's working in our kids' ministry, for example. We're asking that person to come in on their day off on a Sunday morning where the rain, shine, sleet, or snow. We're asking them to come in. We're asking them to be, on, be, to be early. If you're at the 830 service, we're asking you to be here at, it, by 815 in the morning uh, and then come in and do what sometimes can be a difficult job. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a whole classroom of three-year-olds, uh, that can be uh, a, a difficult job. And so, so what would cause somebody to come in and do that? What would cause somebody in our parking team to come in and when it's 10 degrees out and stand out in the parking lot and, and then smile about it? And, and act like it's not 10 degrees out. And when people come to the people come in, they're smiling and inviting and 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 uh, excited about what's going on. So all we have here is influence. That's it. That's the bottom line is uh, people. People are committed to doing what they're doing because of the influence the leader of that ministry uh, or that department has. And so uh, so it's a stark contrast between a positional leader uh, where that authority, hey, you have to do what I say in order to get a check versus versus the purest form of leadership that Maxwell talks about, which is which is solely influence. And the church is a great is a great example of that. So with influence, um, it's neat to say, hey, we have influence. Well, if that's the, I guess, paycheck, how do we gain influence with our volunteers? Yeah. 
so what a couple things uh, to be transparent that we figured out is uh, church management church management software does not equal influence <laughs> as much as it streamlines our life as much as it uh, allows us to assimilate people easy uh, as much as it allows us to um, be organized and know everybody's uh, where everybody is and what everybody's doing and what team they're on, it does not create influence. And the trap is that you can schedule people from an email and have no idea who they are, no idea what they're going through, no idea what they're experiencing, no idea if their kid's sick or if they're... All, all you know is that either they're going to show up or they're not going to show up. So you, so there's really no influence there. There's You're not gaining anything from that. You're gaining maybe organizational... Uh, efficiency mm-hmm. but you're not gaining you're you're not becoming more influential in that person's life so a lot of times we have to step back from the uh from the mechanics of it and actually we have to engage with people Re- influence comes from relationship at some level mm-hmm. and um and the more we engage people the more uh the more we lead uh through relationships uh, the more influence we gain with those that are that are volunteering and that are working with us I, I we use Planning Center uh, in, in all of our teams, and I think a lot of churches do. But yeah. um, uh, one of the things that I ask my team to do, uh, it always says, "Give a reason for declining," and that helps me so much to know what's going on in their life, whether they're going on vacation, whether they're, yeah. they're going to a birthday party, they're going to be out of town, uh, whether they're just not feeling well, or something's going yeah. on in their family. So one of our goals here is. Um, not to be a top-down heavy organization, but but bottom-up. We talk a lot about pushing down authority and position as far as we can push it down. And so, you know, we get that example from Moses in Exodus 18. You find out that after they after the Israelites left Egypt, that Moses really didn't have a anything to go on. He, he, he didn't, it wasn't just intuitive how he would lead people. So he's, he's doing what he knows. He's waking up early in the morning, going to bed late at night, doing it all on his own, judging every case. And what happens is his father-in-law comes in in Exodus 18, Jethro, and says, hey man, this doesn't look good. You're going to wear yourself out. You're going to wear everybody out. And so he tells him to pick capable people to be, to, to, lead groups of thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens, and you get down all the way down to that little nucleus of ten. And and that's where that's where leadership's happening in, in groups and in teams. And so after years of reading that, a lot of leadership lessons are being taught and have been taught about Oh, well, it's good for the leader to delegate. Good for the leader to delegate. Good. It's good for the leader. Don't try to do it all. You can't be a micromanager. You can't do this. And then I started looking at it from the, from the aspect of the people. And I'm thinking if somebody had a dispute, they, they're waiting forever. It's, it's, it's like being at the DMV only worse. It's, it's, it's going to take forever to get this thing dealt with. So as soon as Moses implements that, the people see experience, uh, improve life i mean uh, okay we've got a dispute i don't have to stand in line for four days before i get to moses i I can go down the street to the guy uh that's leading my team and he can handle it right away so so it's more been it's more beneficial to the people than it was actually moses moses is one guy and it took a lot off his plate but it freed up a whole lot of time for everybody else Mm -hmm. so if we're operating in those small teams 
We have the capacity to know people. We have the capacity to know their families. We have the capacity to know what they're walking through. And all that builds influence. If you're leading a team of 10, if you're leading a team of 15, it's possible to know all those people. Mm. I might not as a, as the lead pastor, but, but, but you may be able to, you can know all those people. You can, uh, and they can watch how you live. They can know you intimately. They can, they can, um, they can know your family. And so we gain influence through that relationship because I see her walk every day day in and day out it's that constant communication which again the the management software helps but it doesn't it doesn't do that for us and so what when we're pushing in there's a lot of issues that get solved because we're in relationship there's a lot of leadership things that 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 don't get tossed to the side because we're in relationship so the more i'm in relationship the more influence i have mm-hmm. They're, they've been to my house. They've, they've seen my kids. They see how we live. They see integrity. They, so they get to witness all that firsthand versus standing up there going, Man, I may never get to Moses. I may never get this dealt with. I don't even know this guy. And so, um, so in our organization, in our church, we want to push that down as far as we can. And then those relationships are established. And, and then every ministry is able to, every ministry leader is able to have influence. So why does that person teaching the three-year-olds on Sunday morning show up? It's because the leader of that ministry knows them. They know what they're walking through. They've supported them. They've, they've encouraged them. They've prayed for them. That's, that builds that influence. It says, look, I'm committed. I'm committed to you, not just the church. And that's ultimately what, what people do. It, it, it's different than a job. If I'm getting paid X amount of dollars in a job, but it's a terrible leader, then, I, then, then I've got no commitment to it. I can go anywhere and get paid that much. So to churches, same way, there's churches all over the place. So so people are committing to the leader. I'm showing up early because because I because I, I'm in I'm in relationship with the person over me, and uh, and and I want to I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to honor them, and so. Um, and so when we lead like that, when we, um, uh, when we set up our, our structure like that, that we're going to care for people first. We're not just going to schedule people. We're going to care for people. It builds influence. And then people, people stay. You don't have turnover. Uh, and all those things, all those benefits come from it. I think um, one of the classic leadership quotes that I use constantly is there are tensions that need to be managed. There are problems that need to be solved. And I think this is just one of those things where we can't we can't throw out the schedule and and just go strictly on relational. But we can't do it uh, flip ways where we're completely structured in the spreadsheet and then not having conversations with people throughout the week and not building relationships and ultimately doing life together. And so I think that's just one of those tensions that needs to be constantly addressed. Yeah, and the and the deal with tensions and problems in a church is it always it's always about people. I mean, every now and then you have a building tension, or but then at the end of the day, it's still about people. Mm-hmm. Okay, our building's too small. What are well, our building's th- is too small. Why? Because of people. Mm-hmm. And so, so it ends up always coming back to how we're going to solve this tension, how we're going to solve this problem. It's through a relationship. Now, now the issue with solving problems and tension is: Do you have enough influence that they believe your solution? Because anybody can walk in and go, well, this is the way you should do it. But that doesn't mean anybody's going to follow you out of that meeting. Mm-hmm. It, it just means that you've presented a solution. So if I, if I know the people on my team, if, if we've proven ourselves, if we live lives of integrity, if we've given them reasons to believe us and follow, 
then when the solutions come, when as a team we develop a solution, and then we say as a leader, this is this is the direction we're going to go, then they go, okay, I can believe that. And positional authority just leaves you with, okay, this is what we're going to do, and you have to do it because because I'm over you. That doesn't mean anybody is going to like it. Anybody's going to buy into it. They may do it to get a paycheck, but then they may complain about it for the next year. So, so at a, so in, in our context, everything has, has to do with people and, and can we lead in a way where they believe it, buy into it, commit to it and, uh, and, and see the gospel go forward as a result of it. This is great stuff. This is stuff that's going to allow us to grow. Um, the things that I wrote down was leadership is influence, and influence comes with relationship. We have to remember that people come and serve because of you, not just because of the organization. So thank you for joining us on the Strengthen Podcast. We're trusting that you as a leader will grow stronger so that your teams can also grow stronger. Thanks, guys. <laughs>